Your Locked On Coyotes, your daily podcast on the Arizona Coyotes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, everyone, to the Locked On Coyotes podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Uh, by the time you're all listening to this, it will be Friday, August 20th. Hope you're all doing so well, that this week has treated you all so well. I'm personally back from uh, vacation and being on assignment elsewhere. Uh, I had to be back today, though, because some big news coming out of the Arizona area. We'll get to that in just a sec. First, I want to introduce our guest for today. He uh, covers the Arizona Coyotes for thehockeywriters.com. Haynes Evans. Haynes, how are you doing today? How's your week been? I've been doing well. I, uh, um, I'm i excited to be on. My week has been very well. I've been very busy. Uh, work was, I worked today. It was great. Uh, not the greatest news to come off of work too, but um, I'm excited to be on and I'm, I'm ready to talk about it. I hope your week was well, uh, was good as well. Yeah, it was, a, it was a pretty decent week, especially, you know, me having my vacation, but then this, this Coyotes news comes up and I'm just like, Oh, crap. I got to do stuff. Um, if you haven't followed already, here's what I'm going to say. So essentially, the city of Glendale in the, uh, has announced that they will be ending negotiations on a lease agreement with the Arizona Coyotes. I'll go ahead and provide you the series of tweets as well as the statement set out by the city of Glendale. And then uh, later on, I will also provide the uh, statement provided by the Coyotes. But first, let's go ahead and read from Glendale. What they had to say was with an increased focus on larger, more impactful events and uses of city-owned of the city-owned arena, the city of Glendale has chosen not to renew the operating agreement for the Arizona Coyotes beyond the coming 2021-22 season. The city has informed the National Hockey League's Arizona Coyotes the upcoming season will be the team's last in Gila River Arena. The parties have been operating on a year-to-year agreement for several years. The agreement provides that either party can decide not to renew the agreement for an additional year provided in written notice each year on or before December 31st, followed by the statement by the Glendale City Manager. We are thankful to the NHL and the Arizona Coyotes for being part of the Glendale community for the past 18 years. The decision was to not renew the operating agreement with the Coyotes was not made overnight or in a vacuum. We carefully weighed input from the key stakeholders, our expert economist, our arena management firm, and our city council. So, Haynes, I'm going to go ahead and turn to you. What was your initial thought when this all came out? Uh, First, I'll say to me, this was... uh, in a way, long time coming, like I kind of had a feeling something was going to happen, but I didn't expect Glendale to pull out at this moment. Uh, I I agree 100% with you here. I think this came as a bit of a shocker, but I think it was something that the fan base and we've kind of been expecting for a while. You know, we know that not too long ago, six years ago, we know the original fallout between the city of Glendale and Arizona with the Coyotes and them canceling that 15-year lease agreement. And that already was the beginning of what set up this rocky relationship that the past six years that we've seen between both the city of Glendale and the Arizona Coyotes. So 
to say that it came as a complete shock would be false, but to say that I wasn't thrown off would also be false. I think it was definitely a shocker to see Glendale come out and be the ones to end the lease and to say, hey, we're, we're moving on from the Coyotes, wish them the best of luck. But at the same time, I think it was something that in the long run is going to play off better for Arizona in the long run. I know everybody's saying the city of Glendale really just kicked Arizona out and, you know, they're about to get all this revenue in. But I don't think the city of Glendale really realizes the, you know, the effects that are going to come from kicking out Arizona ending that lease. I mean, you're losing 41 home games, the revenue you're bringing in from there. I just don't see where Glendale's coming from. I know they said it's nothing to do about Tempe and the arena being built potentially there, but I just don't understand why all of a sudden now they thought this was not the best time to move forward. But honestly, as time goes on, we're going to figure out more. We're going to hear more and more details are going to come out about the story. So I'm really intrigued to see what comes out of this at the end of the day. I'm honestly not buying them think them saying it's not because of the whole Tempe thing. I mean, look, it happened just, you know, what earlier last month the Coyotes are like yeah we're very much interested in that spot in for for Tempe why are they interested because that's where all the fans are if that obviously and that make and that makes perfect sense for Arizona's sake and eh, you know it could be a little bitterness from from Glendo even though again they're claiming it's not it's not a you know personal and it's you know just management things it's it, it is a crazy set of things coming up and uh, I mean they have this last season coming up now in Glendale, and they'll have to find out where to go should this not come back into place. No, I, I agree. And like you just said, I'm not buying it either. I think, you know, we've seen a lot of reports that this is, even league officials believe that this is negotiation tactics from the city of Glendale. And, you know, it's very believable. I could definitely see Glendale thinking, we're potentially losing our team to Tempe. If we're going to lose them, why not trying to get a little bit more money out of them before they move? And I think, honestly, that's how they're playing this. I think they're hardballing it, and they're playing hardball right now with the Coyotes. And they're, they're, it honestly is kind of sad looking. In my opinion, the way I've seen it, I think it's kind of sad the way the city of Glendale is playing this off. And if it is just a way to get money, it's a sad way to play it. Considering that we're all adults, and especially the city of Glendale, the city council, and the Coyotes, you'd think that if they were literally just trying to get more money out of this, they would sit down and talk this out. So I really hope that it's just that and they're just trying to get more money. But at the same time, if it is that, I would really hope that they would be able to tackle this a little bit different than coming out and saying we're ending lease agreements, not because of Tempe and not because we don't want money, but even though we know most likely that's probably the reason why. Yeah, there's a lot of different ways to look at it. It's going to be an interesting uh, set it forward to see how it's going to go. I'm really interested. What we're going to take do, though, in just a sec, we are going to take a um, a look at the Coyotes' response. We're going to do that right after I let you guys know about betonline.ag. It's that time of year again where all eyes are now turning to football as teams are back on the gridiron to start the football season. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. Get all the updated odds, props, and contests, including the half-million-dollar 
NFL Mega Contest and 200,000 NFL Survivor Contest open now at Bet Online. Head to the website, use your mobile device, sign up for a free account today, and we receive your 100% welcome bonus. Be sure to take advantage of their opening day super promo. Make a bet on the Thursday, September 9th season opener between Super Bowl champion Buccaneers and the Dallas Cowboys. If you lose, your wager will be refunded up to $25. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. From football, basketball, boxing, hockey, and right to horse racing, don't wait and take advantage of all the great offers coming for the 2021 season. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Promo code locked on. And we're back here on the Locked On Coyotes podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Once again, I'm Robin Leonio, joined by Hans Evans of the Hockey Writers. We're discussing the Arizona Coyotes uh, and the uh, city of Glendale ending their negotiations of a lease agreement, making the Coyotes to uh, uh, essentially, at least for now, homeless after the end of next season. The Coyotes made a response uh, to this not just a couple hours later after the, everything went down. It was a very short response by Arizona Coyotes President Javier Gutierrez. He said that we are disappointed by today's unilateral decision by the city of Glendale to break off negotiations on a multi-year lease extension agreement. We are hopeful that they will reconsider a move that would primarily damage the small businesses and hardworking citizens of Glendale. We remain open to restarting good faith negotiations with the city. Most importantly, the Coyotes are 100% committed to finding a long-term arena solution here in Arizona. Nothing will shake our determination to do what is right for our organization, residents, and the entire Valley, and most importantly, our fans. Uh, this makes sense coming out of Arizona. Obviously, you know, Arizona is, they are committed to staying in Arizona. Uh, I posted on Twitter that uh, I said, I pretty much said, they will not be leaving the state of Arizona anytime soon. Anyone who thinks otherwise is completely out of their mind. Uh, it's just not going to happen. Uh, they have this proposal for Tempe coming up, and obviously that's still a proposal. It's still, at least at this point, a dream. We don't know what's happening. But even then, if they can't reopen negotiations with the city of Glendale, they still have three other options, three other places they could potentially stay. I think the Coyotes would be fine. I, I I agree with you. I think, um, you know, we they did kind of hit on an article today about three possible areas, and I think, realistically, you would think if the Coyotes were going to have to make a relocation, you would think within some reasonable time frame, within the next month, you'd think that some news report would come out about that, considering how long it takes to relocate. But not only that, the idea of there's a possible relocation to all these areas, I'm sorry to break it to... Canadian fans fans out there, but Quebec City is not getting hockey anytime soon. It, you can't realign the divisions after just realign again to bring Quebec City in, nor is the Canadian dollar at the best right now to take in another hockey team in Canada. So I don't see Quebec City as an option, nor do I see Houston as an option, mainly for the one reason of I know that when the idea was first brought up, I know that there was talks of 
potentially sharing Toyota Center where the Houston Rockets play. And I know the owner at the time had turned down any option, any idea of hockey coming to Houston because he did not want to share an arena. So I don't see either happening. Now, as to where the Kais are going to play, if they are going to stay in Arizona until an arena potentially is built in Tempe, is right now unknown. I mean, do they have the options? Yes, there's numerous areas they can go to. I know it's not ideal NHL seating. You may be looking like a 5,000, 6,000-seat arena. I know people are going to get on us for that about that, but something is better than nothing at the end of the day. If you want this team to stay in Arizona, you need to accept that until we can get a stable arena situation under control, we're going to have to play somewhere that's not an ideal NHL arena, but it's what is going to have to be done if this team wants to stay in Arizona for the foreseeable future. Absolutely. The, 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 the potential places that I'm looking at that the Arizona Republic put out are all viable options. I think the third option that I will mention is probably the least viable because as you know, based off what you were mentioning, that's a 5,000 seat arena. Uh, those who want to know about, I'll even say what that third one um, was. And that's the, uh, the Arizona state multi-purpose. I mean, if it's still being built, that's going to be completed next year. Um, It'd be cool. It'd be fantastic. It's in Tempe. It's close to where they want to build X, Y, Z, whatever, but 5,000, it's smaller than the Tucson Roadrunners arena. The other two make a little more sense. Footprint center uh, in downtown Phoenix, as well as the Arizona Veterans Memorial Coliseum, which was home to the Phoenix Roadrunners. There's a little connection there. So they're either their previous home when they first moved, or home to one of the earlier editions of Arizona hockey. There are options. I agree. I think there's uh, there's definitely options. I think Arizona State, why it would be perfect for, like you said, I think it would be perfect having in Tempe. It's where you want to build. I don't think it's the most viable one. I think just 5,000 seats. I mean, would the Coyotes go to sell out the game? Yeah. Would it be kind of hard to, you know, bring in other fan bases and other teams when you only have 5,000 seats. Yes, that's extremely hard. So I think that the other two options are most, your most viable options. Now, do I think the situation with Phoenix is going to work out? No. And I think it's mainly because of Robert Sarver, I think is how you pronounce his name, the owner of the Suns. I think he he has been asked before about the potential of sharing an arena, a joint arena with the Coyotes, and he's always turned it down. And I think if he was asked about it again, he would turn it down. And not only that, but I know that just recent renovations were done to Footprint Center. And I know that it actually, I'm pretty sure it configured a little bit more to now. I don't even think they could fit a sheet of ice in properly and configure it in with the arena. I could be wrong. They could still figure out a way to do it. But I think your best option is probably the Veterans uh, Center, if not uh, Tucson may be your last option, but you got to think they're looking at every viable option they have on the table. You can't really brush aside anything. You kind of got to keep an option open for everything just because as of right now, unless you work something out with, with Glendale, you don't know where you're going to be in a year. Yeah. And, and this is why I think that why Glendale dropped off now is actually a, like a blessing in disguise because they could have waited until December 31st. And imagine the scramble the Coyotes would have had to do in the next like six, seven months to find a new place yep. to try to, and all that. Yep. 
That would have been a disaster. Yep, it could have been. It could have been much worse. And it, it, that I think actually has. I think you're the first person I know of that's actually brought that up. Not many people have actually really brought that up. That severity, though, that they could have honestly waited until December 31st and given the Coyotes, hey, we're not going to renew your lease. By the way, just a heads up, and given the Coyotes six months to try to find out what to do. So. Honestly, as much as it sucks, I really do think it's a blessing in disguise for not only the city of Glendale and the Coyotes to finally break off that contract with each other, let the Coyotes go off, find an arena elsewhere, connect closer to where your fan base is. But I also think it's a blessing in disguise for just I, – I think it works for everybody. The Coyotes aren't getting screwed. They're giving time to you know find something. I know it still kind of screws them, but it's better than six months, like you said, telling them in December. But while I don't think it personally helps the city of Glendale at the end of the day, I hope that, that for their safety they can really book the venues, book the events that they want to because I just don't see them recouping the money loss that they're going to lose not having the Coyotes playing there. I was looking at some of the things too, and I think they're, like the city of Glendale's claim was they made more money off of concerts than they did a Coyotes game, mm-hmm. um, which is – you know, it could go because you can fit more people. But what's the thing? You could fit more people at a concert, a lot more people, because you actually have floor space. Yep. Um, but it's not even that much. It wasn't even that much of a difference, I think. No, well, uh, and, it's, well and the article is a little wrong. I, I know exactly your article you're talking about. And I think they had – I don't remember exactly what they talked about. I think they said the average fan at a hockey game spends about $28 – compared to about 48 at a concert, not including tickets. And I just, I don't believe that's true. I mean, think about the Westgate. Think about the shopping centers around the restaurants. There's no way someone going there who buys the ticket is just going to spend $28 just on the side before they go into the game. you got to think they're spending more than $28 per person. And the same with concerts. There's no way they're spending $48 per person for the concert. I mean, with the amount of stuff to do in the surrounding area – there's definitely making more money that they're, than they're actually saying they are in the article. Yeah, there's yeah, there's a lot to it, and and I was gonna say too, especially of how expensive hockey gear is if you're gonna buy stuff, you know, even inside the arena. Um, you know, if you want to buy a new jersey, if you want to buy whatever, that stuff's expensive. Yeah. So lots of options too. I mean, like I said, there's a lot of things to look at. Um, what I want to do is. Uh, is now is because we're now just a couple weeks away from that proposal deadline. Um, I want to chat with you about the uh, potential Tempe arena, because I think I chat with as much people as I can about that. That should be fun. We'll do that in just a sec. But first I want to remind you guys that today's episode is brought to you by built bar to know that built bar has so many delicious flavors. There is something for everyone. When you talk to a built bar fan, they're definitely passionate about their favorites because uh, there's so many different flavors. Like I said, uh, coconut, raspberry, mint brownie, strawberry, cookies and cream, which is actually one of my favorites. Cookies and cream, absolutely delicious. Uh, it takes me back to those ice cream days as a kid when I'd have cookies and cream ice cream. Uh, if you haven't tried all the flavors and you want to try it, you, you can get a mix box. You get two of each of the nine flavors available. Not only are they great tasting, but they're also healthy too. There are six, 17 to 18 grams of protein, 130 to 180 calories. 4 to 5 grams of sugar, and only 4 to 5 grams net carbs. 
Amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy. Order today and get the grasshopper cookie or raspberry or whatever you like. So go to built.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your order. Once again, that's LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. All right, back here on the Locked On Coyotes podcast, Robin Leonio, joined by Haynes Evans of thehockeywriters.com, here to discuss the Arizona Coyotes arena news because, uh, like we said at the beginning, they do not have an arena after the 2021-2022 season. They will be kicked out of the Healy River Arena after next season due to the city of Glendale ending negotiations. Um, but instead of talking about that, we talked about that already for the first two segments. But now let's talk about the fact that they want to make that proposal. They're except they are intrigued by Tempe calling for a proposal for a potential arena on that corner of Priest and Rio Salado. And more information just keeps coming out as time goes of where exactly of how it's going to work, what they want out of it. Um, what was your initial hands? What was your initial thoughts when this started coming out? Uh, when when the reports first start coming out for me, it was honestly you know I was happy. You know everybody was happy. The first thing I don't know if it hit anybody else, but the first thing that hit me when I heard the reports were, please don't let this end up like Arizona State and Arizona from a couple years ago. When they had plans in place, a joint arena, they had had the renderings out, everything was in place, and then last minute, Arizona State pulled out the deal, and the Coyotes were left without an arena planned for the future. And instead, we're, okay, well, we're in Gila River Arena for this much longer for who knows how long. So my first worry, some kind of mindset came to me was just, please don't let this turn out like Arizona State. Don't let this fall through. But the more I read into it, the more I saw it differently, especially hearing with the Coyotes. I know that they want to uh, invest a lot of money in this. I know that this is not going to be a wire call. This is not going to be a public funded thing through taxpayers. This is privately funded uh, proposal right here. I know the Coyotes are very interested. I know Morello, who's got the money. I know he's very interested in putting the money to build an arena. He wants long-term success here in Arizona. Gutierrez wants long-term success here in Arizona. So I think this is a true, real plan in place that works well for everybody. The Coyotes have the money. They have the owners. This is the time. If they're going to do it, they're going to do it now. I think that it's a great time to bring this up. It's especially a great time with what's going on as of this morning with the whole situation in the city of Glendale. So I think this was the perfect time for this news to come out, especially with today. And I think... Hopefully, I know that the bid deadline was pushed back. Hopefully, they are able to submit a bid. Hopefully, no one else submitting any bids. I hope the Coyotes, especially with what's going on, I hope the city of uh, Glendale, or not the city of Glendale, the state of Arizona kind of just lets the Coyotes win this here and let them have Tempe, let them have that acre of land. But I think my first reaction was just, let's not let this end up like Arizona State. Let's capitalize on this. Let's invest as much as we can into this so taxpayers aren't paying this. Let's get this proposed. Let's get this arena rolling so in three, four years, we can have these packed out, sold out games every night that aren't 95%. That's a little hypothetical. Maybe like 60 to 70% the away team's fans. We want those games to be sold out. Coyotes fans screaming on their feet. I want to see the returns of those wideouts. So 
Hopefully this goes in a different direction. We aren't going to know until we know a little bit more, but honestly, we're praying, we're crossing our fingers and, you know, we just, oh, that's all we can really do right now. But I think everything's trending in the right direction and hopefully only positive can go up from here because of right now they really can use the positives. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I've always been the person to say, like, as and I said this many times in previous episodes, that I don't believe it until <laughs> the shovel gets hits the ground. But you're right. You know, I think this is, you know, this is the best hope that probably a lot of Coyotes fans will probably read in a, in a long time. Because, yeah, it's it's it seems a lot a lot more in grasp because it's privately funded. And, you know, Morello, like you said, is capable of capable of, of funding this because, you know, the, the billion that he is. And I think the cool thing about this is it's where it's located on the south banks of the Salt River, close to Arizona State's campus. So, like, close to Mill Avenue, you can walk there. You can do what you want. Uh, it's going to be it's it's fantastic. There's an entertainment district that they want to build, an entertainment district that they say it actually wants to uh, they want to mirror that of the Deer District that we saw from the Milwaukee Bucks in the uh, in the NBA finals like that's what they want. Yep. And if if that's going to if that's there like that's going to bring more people in cuz they're going to bring that kind of fun to Arizona. Like yes, please. Let's have more of that. Agreed. Agreed. I think it yeah, I you know that's exactly what they're trying to go for. They saw how the deer how the, how Milwaukee ran there how they ran the playoffs, how it worked out for them with the Deer District. And I, the Coyotes want to follow that. And they, I mean, they saw the success of that and they want to replicate the success of that. And not only that, but the success of the Phoenix Suns. I mean, you look at Arizona right now, besides the Diamondbacks, and sports are going in the positive directions. For once, half of the Arizona sports teams are really competitive. They're really in the thick of things. The Cardinals are good. The Suns are really good. The Coyotes, bad season this year. You know, they're going to be rebuilding for the next few years, but they have a bright future ahead of them. The only team on there is the Dimebacks, who are, for right now, looks like for the foreseeable future, are in a little bit of trouble. But I think as sports in Arizona is on the rise. And I think with all the rise, you bring more fans. And more fans brings you more revenue. So I think when you bring those fans, you bring them to an arena that's closer to them, you're bringing more people out. Being closer to Arizona State is going to bring these people from the campus. I think it's just it's a win-win scenario for everything, and it helps that the city of or the state of Arizona is producing winning sports teams right now because that's the biggest part about it. You can have the arena in the perfect location, but if you're not winning, people aren't going to come out and watch you play. It's as simple as that. Especially when uh, said arena at the time all the way over in the West Valley in Glendale. And those who live in Arizona know very well that uh, no one likes driving to Glendale. Exactly. I'm not from Glendale, but I've heard the story, or from Arizona, but I've heard the uh, stories from fellow fans, and it just does not sound like fun. It does not sound like something I would want to do. If I were going to go to a game, I would just fly directly into Glendale. So I don't blame the people who don't like having to make the two and a half hour trips because of how bad traffic is to get all the way to Glendale, especially during football season. Cause I know that's even worse. Cause I know that sometimes coyotes may have a Sunday game at home. And I went you know, to a, uh, I went, I went to a, the coyotes didn't play this day, but I went to a, it was a Thursday night football game uh, between the Cardinals and the 49ers. I went cause I'm a 49ers fan mm-hmm. and uh, I'm from Tucson. So it takes me two hours to get to Phoenix, the downtown Phoenix itself. 
And I went to, da- I picked up a friend in downtown in Phoenix. It took me an extra hour or maybe even like, yeah, about an extra hour to get from there to, uh, to Glendale. It was brutal. I hated it. That sounds brutal. And I'm like, nope, never again. Yeah, no, that, that, that sounds brutal. I mean, that's like, I'm from South Carolina. And for me, like going from Greenville, where I'm from, down to Charleston, South Carolina, where I went to school before I graduated from college was about a three hour drive. And that was, that wasn't that bad. Cause I was literally from the top of the state to the bottom of the state. Arizona, much bigger state than South Carolina is. So I couldn't even imagine just how heinous three hours is just to go to a football game. I could do three hours for school, considering that I was going from literally the top to the bottom of the state. I couldn't imagine just traveling across the state and the take three hours just to go from one area to the other just across. Not not vertically down, not vertically up, but to go across, I just that sounds heinous. I can understand that your probably trip was Honestly, when you got there, I hope it was good. I hope they the 49ers won. Other than that, I could not imagine the drive was very fun. And honestly, I don't blame you for that. I don't know if I would want to have done that whole drive either. So I, I feel your pain there. Yeah, it's, it's it's definitely not worth it. That's why I, I, I've I've been pushing for them to go to the East Valley for the longest time. Because you know, not, not only would it be easier for travel for me, but again, that's where all the fans are. If you look at uh, Iceton um as well as uh i think they have chandler ice and uh az ice gilbert and yeah oceanside arena which is where the arizona state currently plays there is everything is on the east valley oh yeah no it's literally people so many people i saw this comment say so many people that aren't kai's fans you know commenting they need to relocate so many fans are talking about how well, you know, you do have some of those fans in, you know, in the, in the, in the West Valley. Uh, well, how's it going to affect them if they relocate? Yes, I understand that the fans that live in the West Valley now is going to hurt them when they, if they move to Tempe. But what people don't realize, and so many people don't realize it because they don't actually look into the facts. They just want to slander the Coyotes and all that. Is that 80, over 80% of this fan base, if you look into followers, talk to the followers, talk to the fans – 80% of that fan base lives in the East Valley, and that's just how it is. If, and if you don't believe me, watch those games. You want to know why they don't have that many fans at night? It's not because they're playing bad hockey. It's because it's such a hard drive to do, especially during the week. So, yes, why it is going to hurt fans in Glendale if they move to Tempe, it overall is a huge boost momentum and for fan numbers and crowd numbers and revenue numbers coming in that it just it makes so much sense even if it's going to end up hurting a couple people that live over closer to Glendale. Plus, I'll say this, traffic going east will be a lot easier than traffic going west. Yes, that is true. That's just how it goes. It's just, you know, I mean, uh, you know, that's, I think everyone knows that too. It's That's just how it goes. Yeah, no, I agree. Anyways, I really appreciate you coming on, Haynes. Uh, why don't we, I go ahead and give uh, this next few t- uh, minutes or however long you want to uh, let people know how to find you, the kind of work that you put out, and uh, anything else that you have going for you. Uh, well, for stars, I want to thank you very, very much for letting me come in and join tonight. Uh, I rambled a little bit there for a bit. I haven't done a podcast in a while, so excuse me for that if I rambled a little too much or got a little tongue tied tonight, but I appreciate you letting me come on. For all viewers listening tonight, y'all can find me on Twitter at Haynes, H A Y N E S, capital P, Evans, E V A N S. 
You can find all my links to my articles for the hockey writers. If you want to find me there, go on the hockey writers, go into the Coyote section. You can find my most recent work on there. Other than that, if you want to keep up with me on anything, I post on that Twitter account all the time. If you want to follow me on my personal account, that is um, H Evans underscore eight. You can follow me there as well. But no, I am. I was happy to be on tonight. I hope to be back for some future uh, podcasts. I appreciate you. I appreciate all the Coyotes fans. And, you know, let's all hope that we can all move over this. And hopefully as the weeks go by, we hear some more positive news come out. But until then, Coyotes fans, just hang in there tight. We've been through this before. Nothing new. Just maybe stay away from the people trying to troll the team for right now because I know those people are relentless and they're not going to give you a break if you feed into them. All right, that was absolutely fantastic. Thanks again, Hans, for coming on to this episode of Lockdown Coyotes. Hope you all listeners liked today's episode. If you did, don't forget to leave a review on iTunes or Apple Podcasts if you've yet to already. If you're not on either of those, just hit subscribe if you get to already. Once again, we are available everywhere you get your podcasts, including Apple, Spotify, Google, as well as the all-new Odyssey app. Don't forget also to interact with us on social media. I am personally at Rob Leonio one and the podcast at LO underscore Coyotes. Interact with us, message us, ask us any questions. We will interact with you back or even answer some big questions on a future episode of the Locked On Coyotes podcast. Thanks again, everyone, for listening to today's episode. Hope you guys are staying safe out there. Hope you guys are staying healthy. And don't forget the how long. <laughs>